Bank of Clark County is making it easy to give to local charities. We're featuring a different one at each of our Bank of Clark County locations. To find out how you can support their good work, visit our website at www.bankofclark.bank or follow us on our social media channels and the hashtag GiveWithBOCC. Happy Holidays from all of us at Bank of Clark County. Member FDIC. I messed up on that two truths and a lie game. I said three truths accidentally. <laughs> yes, in our last episode, episode five, Lights Out, Aubrey and Jessica played a game, Two Truths and a Lie. So you didn't tell a lie. I didn't. You, you're like Honest Abe. Honest Ob. I couldn't lie. I cannot tell a lie. I meant to say I have had a pet and that would be my lie. Okay. Instead, I said, I haven't had a pet. Yeah. See, I think that's still debatable because even those farmyard pets that you say you didn't have as pets, they were still pets. Well, I never petted them. If it's a pet, you have to pet it sometime. Mm. I never, ever petted any of them. But you fed them. <laughs> no. You fed no. the chickens. That, yeah. Well, no. Chickens are pets? No, they're not pets. Yes. I never petted a chicken. <laughs> never petted? Is petted or is it pet? Petted, I think. I don't know. I don't I have no idea. We should check. Either way, it's time to find out which of Jessica's truths were a lie. Yes, votes are in. And here it is. Okay, so Jessica, we are going to find out which of your two truths and a lie, which one's the lie. All right. And I, I, I don't know if this is fair under the rules, but I want to ask one clarification question before I guess. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Where, is the t- where are the tattoos that are symbolic of your children? Can you share? Uh, they're on my wrist. They're on your wrist. You were so ready with that. I thought that was the lie, but that seemed really true that you knew where they were and were ready with that. Okay, so I'm going to guess that you did not um, move in with your husband after just two weeks. Yeah, so it's the tattoo of my kids. I don't have any tattoos. Oh, that's really impressive that you were ready on my <laughs> wrist. Like, I know. I, you know, I guess it makes sense that you would be would be ready with that and... Especially my with... sister has a ton of tattoos, and so I kind of thought where she, where she would put them, and that's Smart. where I think she would put them. Well, you know, we have to be ready on the fly. Oh, the park's closing. Oh, you got to charge your pajamas. <laughs> it's on my wrist. Yeah, it's on my wrist. <laughs> we get really good at those little white lies. <laughs> All right. Thanks for letting us know which one was the lie. Absolutely. Have a good one, Aubrey. You too. The tattoos we totally should have known. Yes. But she was so quick to come up with on my wrist. That's the thing. I thought if I could ask that question, then I would be able to tell. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Today we're going to be discussing one-on-one time and quality time with kids. And we know that some kids are comfortable in a crowd with their siblings around and others are a little bit more standoffish and like to, to... hang to the side and be a little bit quiet. And it's not until you have them with their one-on-one time that they really come alive. Will is like that. Our son, he definitely does better one-on-one. He'll get up in the morning and he's so happy and good-natured when it's just us. And then his siblings wake up. Oh, and then it's whining and complaining and you're not listening to me. Yeah. He really hates for anyone else to talk over him or interrupt him. He gets so frustrated. Ah, you're not listening to me. Yes, and he really needs one-on-one time. Any time we'll spend with just him, he'll come and ask to be tickled. 
always asking mm-hmm. to be tickled. Well, the tickling has turned into a trend with the twins. They both love to be tickled, but they don't love to be love, tickled. Hate. Love they hate. love hate. So they say, tickle me, tickle me. And when I say stop, you stop. Like, <laughs> you have to stop. If you don't stop, it's like, I said stop. You. Why are you still tickling me? And now their tickling has turned into them tickling us. Oh, which I hate to be we tickled. We both hate being you, tickled. You hate it even oh, more than I worst. do. Yeah. It's the worst. Well, so today I'll be talking to my good friend, Ann McDonald. She is one of the busiest people I know. And she's mom to four of the most refined children I have ever met. I'm looking forward to getting her insight on how she spends quality time with them and with everything else she has going on. So what are some of the benefits on spending one-on-one time with kids? Well, I looked up an article. It was called What One-on-One Time With You Does for Your Kids, Mm -hmm. which had some interesting insight. It was saying that it strengthens your bond. Okay. It cuts back on their attention-getting behavior, which would be nice. So attention-getting behavior, which in many cases is acting out in negative ways. Yes, exactly. And it builds self-esteem and self-worth in shy, less outgoing children, like sweet little Will. Sure. And then it communicates to children that you care about them and value their needs, which makes sense. And it may be the only way to really get to know them. And then some kids, you know, for love languages, we don't have to go into this a lot, but some of them it's just quality time. Just spending time with them is the way they feel loved. Often, uh, some of the one-on-one time that we're getting with our kids currently is clothes shopping. Uh, for a long time, I was the one that would take the kids' clothes shopping. Yes, because I hate shopping. And and not that I love shopping for kids, but you hated it so much that it, w- it was kind of default to me. But you won't do it anymore because no. bra shopping. Yeah, that's not, not, not something I want to accomplish or I want to tackle. Every now and then, one of the girls will say, hey, I need new underwear or I need a new bra. I say, yeah, that's mom. Yeah, go a, find your mom. <laughs> so don't feel comfortable doing that. Now that you're not taking them shopping, what do you do with them one-on-one? Yeah, so, you know, the sporting events, we'd both take Penelope, and that's kind of that one-on-one time we get with her. Every now and then we'll take each of them, or I'll take them out to a meal or take them grocery shopping. They're, feels I feel like they're always needing new shoes. So yes, constantly. I'm usually the one that takes them shoe shopping. But I've I've found that there's a trend that usually my one-on-one time with them entails me buying them things. Mm. And I sometimes worry that that's my... My default, like, oh, I'm not spending enough time with you. Let's let me go buy you something. Yeah, that's maybe not the best. Probably not habit the best idea. Yeah. So I recently went with Addie to the Shadow Your Student at the junior high, huh? where you go with them to each of their classes and meet their teachers and see them in class, which was awesome. And the best was PE. I told you about this. They yeah. played dodgeball. Which was really fun, <laughs> but it's been a while since I played dodgeball. So for any of you that have seen the dodgeball movie, there are a lot of slow-mo scenes <laughs> this where been one of dodgeballs are being thrown and people are getting nailed in the face. This was one of those scenes. Go yeah, ahead. so I, for- I, I forgot that you can't cross that line in the middle. There's one rule to dodgeball. <laughs> That's the only rule. Don't cross the line. And don't peg kids in the face with a ball. And she broke both rules. <gasps> I didn't hit him in the face, but I did cross the line. I'm running to grab a ball and I just grabbed a ball and kept running and got and threw it right at a kid close range and they all stopped and were like these panicked looks on their faces. Like who's this Cowering crazy mom? in fear. Yes. And so I was like what What did I do? What's wrong? And they're like you're not supposed to cross the line Mrs. Carter. <laughs> <laughs> so timid and shy and scared to say anything to I was like you. oh my bad. Oh, so fun. But most of the other parents were just watching off to the side so at least I was participating. Yeah and all the kids are looking at you like who's the crazy mom yes what Addie said one of the kids she's like this this kid he's a try hard 
And I said, oh, you want to see Try Hard? Watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can show you Try Hard. <laughs> Some other ideas from the article that you read. Things that you can do one-on-one time with your children. Have or help them cook dinner one night a week. So cooking with your kid. Great idea. It's so much messier and so hard, but a good idea. Worth it. It's yes. worth it. Yes. Whenever possible, take one of them to run errands. So the grocery shopping turns out to be a pretty good check. idea. Check, All right. check, check. Awesome. Taking walks with your children around the neighborhood. It's free. It's exercise. Win-win. And then join them alone for one of their interests, like Penelope's soccer games. This next one I'm torn about. Do your individual chores together. Once again, that's going to no, take so much, so much longer. <laughs> Reading books together, always yes. great. Home projects, they've got to be done, so why not do them together? And then play their favorite game. I am up for that one. Yeah, you're a game player, so I thought you'd like that one. (laughs) Up next, we've got Aubrey's interview with one of her good friends, Anne McDonald. So where are you calling me from? Did you find a quiet spot? Yes, so I... I am actually calling you from my car. My um, (laughs) in-laws are visiting, and my darling father-in-law sings the kids kind of bedtime lullabies with his accordion. So uh, there isn't any location in my large home. Yeah, that'd be loud. Bagpipes, I think, is the only thing that would be louder. (laughs) Yes, yes. It's not bagpipes, but it's close. (laughs) It is very close. So we have here on our podcast today my good friend Anne McDonald. And I want to start the interview with an awkwardly personal question. And what is something you have wasted money on? Um, good question. Right. I <laughs> so many answers that I could give. <laughs> Too many. Um, you have to think of one. Question. Um, I would say that when my husband was, he was teaching at UT in Texas, and he was kind of going through the interview process for his current job, and it was just a stressful time in our entire life. We got really into this online game, this app called Plants vs. Zombies. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have. I haven't but played, started, but I have heard of it. <laughs> it started, my husband just said, hey, have you seen, this is after Christmas break, have you seen what all the cousins are playing, this Plants vs. Zombie game? And I was like, no. He's like, it's actually really fun. Flash forward to six months later. And you've spent your entire years. bank account. <laughs> yeah, we're like draining our bank account to like, level up the squash monster and we're hiring babysitters so that we can drive to a parking lot and sit on our phones like earning coins <laughs> like we literally lost six months of our life to this how did you end up so, like how did you stop the addiction um you haven't you still like play you still play all the time <laughs> you ran out so of money we, like, we beat all the levels we hit like $20 million in coins. All of our plants were upgraded. Our Zen garden was fully stocked. Like, we, we could not go any further. So you maxed so out. Couldn't. That was their bad. We if they had out. had it be, like, unlimited upgrades, you never would have stopped. You'd be doing know, it right now. I know. <laughs> we, just, we just both have, like, such an addictive personality. And financially, like, we're good cop, good cop. And so <laughs> if I call him and I'm like, I accidentally spent $600 at Target, he's like, you deserved that. Like, Whatever it was, like, you deserved it. Need a bad cop. You deserved it. There is so no bad cop. To, to like hire a financial advisor, um, who would make you stop. And is our bad cop. Bad cop. There you go. No hire a bad cop. Apparently, hire a bad cop to fix your problems. 
<laughs> so exactly. Anne is one of the most accomplished people I know, which you wouldn't guess from hearing about the plants versus zombies, but she is completing a master's degree in business management at Harvard, and she's been asked to speak at and organize many different events, academic conferences, weddings, parties, fundraisers. She has run events for up to 3,000 people with budgets of up to six figures, and, but there are actually, Anne, a few things that I don't know about you or that I'm not sure I remember correctly. So I'm going to make some assumptions and you tell me if I'm right or wrong on these, all right? Okay. I think your favorite food is crepes. I love crepes, but no. And Rory speaks French, so I have to say crepes. Class, you like speak crepe. French also. I would, but I mean, I don't want to be like, oh, okay, I have to say, <laughs> vous aimez les crêpes, n'est-ce pas? <laughs> um, so what is your favorite it is, food? It's the uh, frog gras. Something else French, of course. <laughs> yeah, I love all things French. Okay, I think your first job was at a library. You are false. My <sighs> first job was at a florist. I worked at a florist throughout high school. That's right. I remember that now. I had forgotten. You would have made a really good librarian, though. I think you missed your calling. <laughs> I mean, I've read a book a week for almost 20 years now. Yeah. Not I know. Really You're always telling me. but a book a week. You are my source for new good books to read. Do I ever read them? No, but I have an ongoing list that's very long. Okay, here's <laughs> one. Your favorite movie is Bottle Rocket. It's, that is definitely one of my top favorite comedies. Favorite movie is really tough. I think one of my favorites is Life is Beautiful, which uh, I saw with you when we were in college. Yes. And I remember you hysterically sobbing like oh, a loud, yeah. ugly cry in the theater. The ugliest of I, ugly cries. There I was... think I had to like carry you out of the theater afterwards. <laughs> there was no restraint I, to that crying. I was like, I'm yeah, glad that I'm with a good. friend that I feel safe just sobbing uncontrollably. It was a good time. It's okay, so. Sure. Oh, yeah. But I love Bottle Rocker. Okay, here's here's my last one. I know you were born in Canada, but I don't know which province. I am going to guess Saskatchewan. You are incorrect. How are you? One of my best friends. You're no longer invited to my birthday party. <laughs> no, I was born in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Oh, Alberta. It's bitterly, bitterly cold there. Like, I think 40 below, and you have uh, to plug your car in overnight, or else it will freeze. And the night I was born, January 9th, my mom, as she was in labor, grabbed my dad by the collar of his shirt and said, get me out of here. And they moved, I think, a few months later. And they to moved Vancouver. to Florida. So my oh, to early Vancouver. childhood was Vancouver. Gotcha. That's, I think it's still cold in Val- Vancouver, though, right? It is. It's Well, I mean, it's it's on the water, so that keeps oh, better. it a little more temperate. So it's kind of like a chillier Seattle. Gotcha. Yeah, that's definitely better, for sure. All right, well, I was, what, 0 for 4. I did pick yeah, things that so. I either didn't know or wasn't sure I remembered right, so... Because I feel like I pretty much know everything else about you, other than those four things. You do. You, you <laughs> don't, must. Don't you test me, though. Don't ask anything. <laughs> so you're attending Harvard, which is also where your husband's a professor. I'm wondering, will he ever be your teacher? So, interesting question. I, I wish he would be my teacher. Yeah. Fantastic. So he teaches at Harvard Business School, and I'm getting I'm in a graduate program through Harvard Extension School. Okay, so, so he doesn't he ever will, teach there. He will not be my teacher, but Sad. I will say I have seen him teach, but his students had to sneak me into the class because he <laughs> refused to let me let me go to his class. Did you have to wear a disguise? I did. I fully wore a disguise. There's a girl that had the same hair. I borrowed her sweatshirt that she wore every day. They snuck me in. They distracted him at the front of the class while I came in. And then they announced me 
<laughs> being there. And in his defense, he said the reason he would never have me in my class is because he doesn't care about what anyone else thinks, but he cares so much about what I would think that he would be so nervous. Aww. And unfortunately, that is what happened, and he couldn't even make eye contact with me the entire class. Once he realized and you were in there. Me, once he realized it was me, yeah. and I was making, like, heart eyes, like, cartoon eyes, and, like, blowing kisses <laughs> and making hearts with my hand, like so in love the whole time and it was it was ridiculous well, how, I, I realized he was probably right and how did you know his students well enough to have them sneak you in I feel like you've done events where you've met a lot of them right I I have so we we one there's several different things we do but I know his students pretty well because we have student dinners which were actually we sent out the invitation today for the semesters and we have three dinners of about 50 students and they come over to our house, and I feed them. And I make all the food from scratch, and um, that's kind of how I've gotten to know all the students. And I've seen photos of the spread you put on this crazy, amazing <laughs> banquet <laughs> with, like, these well, cheese boards, good. charcuterie, and I'm just drooling. I know. I think our cheese tray weighs almost—it's, like, 40-some-odd pounds like, of, of cheeses and spreads. But it, it has been— like a, a small side story. Um, when we first started doing the student dinners, there was a student in Rory's class who he was from India and he was the only child. Um, and his parents, were, his mom was Muslim and his dad was Hindu. And so when they fell in love and got married, they were disowned by their families and banished from the town. And he was an only child and him coming to Harvard Business School was his first time away from home. So he comes to our house, he arrives early for the student dinner, and he says to me, this is the first dinner I have ever been invited to. And I almost started crying. I was like, you can come every night. Like, he was so darling. And we've had such neat experiences with the students doing the dinners and getting to know them. They're from all over the world and have such fascinating, diverse backgrounds. And now you know them well enough that if you want to sneak into the class, you've got plenty of people you can ask. Which is a bonus. Exactly, exactly. And I know you throw a giant Christmas party every year. Are you, when do you start planning that? Is it already in the works? We do. Yeah, it's already in the works. I have people like sending me photos of their outfits because you there's a there's a, a contest for your Christmas party outfit. Whoever is the most festive, which can be like Christmas pajamas mm-hmm. or different reindeer costumes, or who's the most fancy. So it's like furs, full tucks, sequins. <laughs> There's, there's a prize for each nice. one. So you can come on pajamas or tuxedo. Like there's something for everyone. It's a good combo. Yes. And are you doing the eggnog chugging this year? We are. We are. So I think this is like maybe our 27th annual. So I've been doing it since I was 14. <laughs> So I think this is the 27th one. That I feel like I went to a couple. I remember in college going to a couple um, that you would do you before we left for Christmas, and they were always amazing. I remember oh, your, one of your sisters performing at one, and it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. More than likely. <laughs> Very fun sisters. So what other um, like organizations or charities or anything else are you involved with right now? One of the main ones is Harvard's Crimson, Crimson Parents. My sister, Laura, her and her husband were at Harvard when he was finishing his doctorate, and she organized that club to help families on campus and in business school, and Rory and I became the faculty liaisons for it. So we we host a fall retreat, which we actually had two weeks ago at her house. So they all go apple picking a few minutes away from her house, and then they come back for a 
big like chili cook-off and bake-off and bouncy house and pumpkin craft and all kinds of fun activities. And then we do a campus-wide baby shower for any students or student spouses that had a baby that academic year. So you're extremely Um, busy and I know you have four adorable children. So how do you make sure to still spend quality time with them when you're so busy? That is a good question. So I, I made this goal. What was it? It's probably close to 10 years ago now that I would try to spend 10 minutes of uninterrupted time with each member of my family a day. It was a New Year's resolution, and I thought, this is going to be easy. It's going to be like 10 minutes. It's 50 minutes a day. Like, like I could totally do this. And it was the hardest New Year's resolution. Yeah, I'm making that face of the emoji where you see all of the teeth, and they're like, oh, because I I could never do that. It would be so (laughs) hard. Awkward smile. 50 minutes. You'd think I could do that. 10 years ago. So my kids were young. I mean, most of them were still at home, not even in school. So you would think I could find 10 minutes to spend with each person in my family, but it it was almost impossible. But I did really learn how important that time is, and it made me a lot more aware of how distracted and busy and always multitasking I was by trying to make that goal. Yeah, you wouldn't have time to do it with all the plants versus zombies time. It'd be really hard to fit it in. <laughs> I know. I mean, it was tough. It, it would be really tough. tough. <laughs> I mean, I got 10 minutes of every day with the plants and with the zombies, but my children... Couldn't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> so what do well, you do? Actually, I will say they all play plants versus zombies, and so... It was a family affair. Over, and they'd be trying to <laughs> beat a level, and they'd be like, watch this, and like give the phone to their mom. And I was like... There you go. I just beat the pyramid castle. Like, here, let, let me let my mom do it. She's really good at this. She does it all day. All day. All day. <laughs> yeah, so that helps for sure. Yes. Um, so what do you do one-on-one with your kids? So I, it's interesting you ask that. So at the beginning of this year, I, I was talking to my friend. I walk via Bluetooth headphones with my good friend in California every morning. Every single weekday we walk together. And we were talking about how we were such fun little kid moms. Like, we just were great. We were baking and doing homemade Play-Doh and crafts and park days and how we feel like pretty lame teenage moms. (laughs) So my my kids are 15, 13, 11, and 8. So I have kind of three teenage or almost teenage-ish boys. And so we made this 12 goals or activities that we were going to do this year to be a cool teenage mom. And, and just one a month and one at like one of January was make playlists for each other. We're, I'm on Spotify. You can do it on any. Yeah. Yeah. And so I made, you know, a playlist of like 20 songs that I love. For each of your kids. For my teenagers. So with my daughter, Hazel, she's eight. We could still totally do crafts and baking and little kid stuff. Yes. And really connect that way. But for my kind of cool older teenagers, I, I needed something different. So yeah, um, things like that. And we had a night where we showed each other funny memes or funny YouTube videos. There's a night where we went and got hot chocolate. So just kind of some more stuff that's more relevant to them that they're more interested in exactly evolving so I'm just trying to do one a month so it's not like a huge undertaking but I I just want to make a concerted right. effort forget 10 minutes a day 
If we can get once a month. <laughs> ten minutes a month. <laughs> ten minutes there, a month I can do. But, you know, it's interesting, Aubrey, because I actually, I asked them when you had kind of told me some of the things you wanted to talk about. I asked them, I said, how, how do you feel connected with me? Or how do you, what do I do that, you know, makes you feel like I'm making time for you? And they named all those things, all the teenager things. They remembered so, it all. Like it meant working. a lot to them. Yes. It's working. That's yeah. good. It would have been bad yeah. if they're like, I don't know. I can't think of anything. <laughs> I never see you. I never see you. <laughs> You're always playing <laughs> games on your phone. <laughs> so here's no, a question. I want to know, um, I've seen some posts where you're able to get your kids to wear matching clothes, even now that they're a little older. Like, and when I was there, I was there last year just before Christmas and we went to that Christmas party and you had a matching plaid scarf for each of them that they wore without complaint. I was so amazed. (laughs) I'm wondering like, have they ever resisted? Are your older kids starting to resist that? So it's funny because I thought, okay, I'll just do this until they don't want to do it anymore you know I thought I'll let kind of take their cues but and and my 15 year old is six six five so he's a he's a tall I mean I have have giant children (laughs) monster children so but that that day never came I mean they wear whatever they want to school so it's usually only you know church clothes or holidays or family photo but I would say the reason they're willing to do it is because they are so all boy boys that I could have them put on like a trash bag and an elf hat and they wouldn't notice. They would just go like <laughs> rustle in the mud in the trash bag. They're like, I don't care. It's clothes, like, whatever. Yeah, they, they have like no interest whatsoever in clothes. Like, <laughs> so it's really a lack of them caring. At or all. even noticing. I have noticed that a, a little bit or in the pictures. Noticing. It's like pure apathy sometimes now. <laughs> yeah. The, like, you did. People think that I do so much to conjole them or bang them no. or something, bribe them. And I'm like, no, they just, they couldn't care less about clothing. That's no, you had the, the video of their first day of school fashion show. And it was the best because they were totally in it. They were doing the walk, but just pure apathy on their faces. <laughs> Which was amazing. Which to me, those are like even funnier. It is. I mean, it's fantastic. Like get into it. And I love doing these like, you know, timeline things like, they all stand the same way in front of the Christmas tree each year. We pick it up. Yes. They all stand at the front door for the first day of school because it's so fun to go back, you know, 15 years. And see how they've and changed. In, in order. But, yes. yeah, so we do this family fashion show where we they pick out, you know, their first day of school outfit. We do back-to-school shopping. And then we do, do a fashion show where they just kind of walk into fun music. <laughs> but, yeah, the teenagers are not so animated. Yeah. They're a little too cool for it these days, but it makes it even more hilarious. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to play a game with you. You know me. I love games. I was always the one. Yes. Let's play a game. So we had to do a little prep for this game. Did Rory get you what I asked for him to get you? He did. All right. I have five papers okay. folded in front of me. So we each have five papers that each have a famous person on them. And we're going to each take 30 seconds. I'm going to get my timer out here. And we have to get the other person to guess as many of these as we can. So you have 30 seconds. And I'll go first. I'm going to get you to guess as many of mine as I can in 30 seconds. And then you'll go. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Here's my first one. Okay. She's a princess in England. Princess Kate. Princess. Yes. 
Mar- Markle. Her maiden name is what he wrote here, not Markle. <laughs> it's the other one. Um, Kate. Kate the, Minton. Milton. So close. The, the first part of it is like um, not Milton. the. Yes. I was going to say not the beginning, okay. not the end. You got it. Okay. Oh, I forgot to start the time. No, I'm starting it now. Oh, okay. Oh, one. this one, he was on Baywatch. Um, he's kind of older uh, now. Hasselhoff. Yes. David Hasselhoff. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. This guy, yeah, is nice a, he's a rapper and he sings, uh, he's, he's kind of old and he had a flat top cut and he's white. Um, uh, vanilla ice. Yes. And then, oh my heck, this guy, he's a comedian and he has a big fro of orange hair. Carrot top. Yes. Last one. She's a talk show host. Doesn't really do it anymore. Um, Rosie O'Donnell. Better. Oprah. <laughs> yes. Oprah. I think I got them all because it says 37 seconds and I feel like it was about seven seconds before I started the time, but dang, yeah, I'll never know impressive. for sure. Let's see if you can get all of them in 30 seconds. I'm actually going to start your timer, and, and we'll see. Okay. If you get them before 30 seconds, you win, because I for sure took at least 30 seconds. Okay, ready? Uh-huh. Go. Okay, he, he taught exercise classes to overweight women in the 90s. He has short, curly hair. Um, he wore short shorts. He was always very tan, maybe in the 80s. Yes. 70s, maybe. I can't think of his name. Uh, oh, oh, no. I'll pass. I lose. I'll um, think of it. Okay, Purple Rain, artist formerly known as? Prince. Okay, um, boxer that bit someone's ear off? Mike Tyson. Awesome. Um, super hot uh, Canadian. Um, why can I think of it? He's the, not the king of Canada. I'm Canadian. Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> um, super no, hot? hot and I can't think of a hot Canadian. He's the prime, prime minister of Canada right now. Come on, don't let your American show. Oh, you don't know no, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, um, Like a Virgin. Touch Madonna. Time. She sings that song, yes. Yes. That's all of yours, right? All right. I can't um, think of the guy, the exercise guy. The exercise guy? Ugh, and I have no idea who the Prime Minister of Canada is. That's so embarrassing. Rory, how dare you embarrass me like this? I think he thought you were a little more educated. Evidently. I don't are. watch the news anymore. It's been a couple years that I'm totally in denial and hiding from the news because I just don't want to hear anything. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I get that. Okay, you, tell me the I names of them. I can't. Who's the exercise guy? What okay, was his name? So, are you, you don't want to try I've, one more time? I'm giving up. I really can't think of it. I could cheat and Google. It'd take me a minute. I can't think of it. <laughs> Gene something um, or like Richard Richard Simmons. Simmons Richard Simmons I can't believe I couldn't think of that and who's the prime minister of Canada and I guess he's good looking he is good looking Justin Trudeau oh I should have known Google that him. Google him yes for yeah <laughs> I bet good looking man. no one ever knew who the prime minister of Canada was until until such an attractive yes man. I have heard of Justin Trudeau I you know what though I'm gonna take a survey and and ask the average American if they know and we'll see if if nine out of ten don't know then I won't feel bad I'm still gonna feel bad I should know <laughs> <laughs> And I'm thank so you for you. letting me interview you, even though I ended oh, up being really embarrassed <laughs> about my lack of <laughs> knowledge of current events and world political leaders. <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's, and you gave you me have some... all the important things. Yeah. You gave me some really good ideas that I, I'm going to think about um, as far as spending more quality time with my kids. So thank you for that, too. All right. All right. Time. I'll good talk luck. to you later. Thank you so much, Anne, for taking the time to interview with Aubrey. What fantastic tips. 
Yeah, I can't imagine trying to spend 10 minutes of uninterrupted time with each of our kids. In, in one day, too, right? I think yeah. that can get more complicated the more kids you have. If you've got one or two kids, it might be easier. At the same time, uninterrupted is the key word. Right. They're always, there's, they each need something and there's so much going on. And I need to check my Facebook and Instagram right? at the same time. <laughs> there's urgent. so many things going on. But I love the idea of trying to carve out something special to do at least with, you know, once a month with each child. And that's age appropriate and relevant for each of them. Yes, that they're going to enjoy doing. Definitely. Thank you, Anne. Loved it. That's all for this episode on how to spend quality time with your kids. Be sure to stay tuned for next week's edition on... Halloween. Pretty excited about that one. Thanks for listening, everyone. inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY.